0: Ruiz is available for Thursday the 23rd of November 2017 with me Daniel Ruiz Tyson, episode 191. I hope you're all well keeping on doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going. Five coat hangers snap now in just 18 days at the man's new building. It may just be me however that is something that is now dawning on me. Can't recall the last time if at all now that I saw anyone else breaking them. Maybe there's a flaw in my coat-hanging technique. It could be I was rattled. Yesterday morning I had to help a homeless guy across the road in Westminster. I journeyed in on a packed uh, bus, the northbound 88. I wasn't in a great mood. I rarely am, to be fair. I got off the bus and uh, this guy, he was on a single crutch, asked me to help him across the road. I didn't look thrilled. That's what bothers me. I didn't look thrilled. I didn't look friendly. I looked dismayed to be approached. My face, what this guy saw, disappointed me. I helped him across the road. I got to the man, snapped the hanger, used the hot desk in wipes on the arm of the coat the man had taken As I helped him cross the road, I gave him the left arm. He originally uh, came over to my right arm. For some reason, I decided I'd rather give him my left. Hoping the wipes uh, we have at the man for uh, cleaning our desks, we hot desks now, remember, haven't ruined uh, the coat. I was disappointed, though, with the initial facial I gave the guy. You know, I've got the compassion... You know, I think I'm a compassionate guy, but the OCDs overwhelm the compassion in instances like this. Blame Father Lucas, May 1981, the day after Villa clinched their first league title since 1910, their last uh, title to date. And uh, Father Lucas of uh, St. Mary's Parish, who uh, Nelly and I were to visit in the late 80s, January 89, I think, when he was... uh, Seeing out his final days in St Thomas's uh, Hospital. More on the hospital later. Actually, uh, we were there in January eighteen nine. We'd known Father Lucas for years. The school, St Mary's Primary School, uh, backed onto St Mary's Church in Clapham. And uh, Father Lucas used to pop in from time to time and he popped in on the Monday after Villa had won the title. Villa had actually gone to Arsenal. I think it was between them and Ipswich. I don't think I know this stuff. And Villa lost at Arsenal 2-0 but because Ipswich lost as well. I think Ipswich might have lost to Middlesbrough that Saturday. And uh, Villa clinched the title and uh, Father Lucas had asked us actually when had Villa last won the title and I'd seen match of the day the uh, day earlier, the Sunday, and uh, I answered the question correctly that he'd thrown out to the class. Anyway, that day Father Lucas had mentioned that the hardest part of being a priest was dealing with the homeless and the danger of catching lice from them. Up until then, up until that day, I think I'd still thought, I, I was still convinced that I could be a priest and play for Liverpool. That was going to be my life. You know, I was thinking, Kid Cop's not going to last forever. The show had been running by then for a year, it had just started its second series. Father Lucas changed all that. If I see this homeless guy again, and I mean this, I'm determined to make up for it. This facial that I gave him by this time, asking if he needs to get across the road. Just after lunchtime, a colleague approached me and they said, ''I saw you helping someone across the road earlier.'' They hadn't been near enough to see that I'd done it begrudgingly. They couldn't see the facial expression. ''Did you know him?'' they asked. And I was honest enough to explain the situation, how this guy had basically jumped on me, how I wasn't happy about doing it, and how, you know, on arriving at the man's, the first thing I'd done was uh, wet wipe the left arm of my winter coat.'' But if I see the guy again, I'm determined to make up for it. I'm going to make the approach. I'm going to make the approach. I think it's the least I can do. Episode 191, do please remember to recommend Daniel Ruiz Tyson, is available to friends if you're enjoying it. Subscribe on iTunes and the RSS feed. Well, one or the other, of course. Don't be subscribing on every single platform, but uh, one or the other. And uh, please do leave a rating and review on iTunes. There is no point me being here if that doesn't happen. It really does, David. That's true. One iTunes review for every four shows done. That is the grim stat underlying this show. In other news, the boiler is out of the way. A punctual plumber arrived very early on Saturday. Morning a long day felt like a long day. He was actually done thinking less than 8 hours. I'm just relieved it's done. I bleached the hell out of the loo of course. For the hoovering and the floor wiping, I had a three-tier sock removal process that I was piloting and uh, I was working from the front to the back of the flat. I started with the socks I'd worn for the plumber's visit and uh, in the front room there was a leaking radiator as well which he threw in for free there we go we got the police siren i'll leave that in south london nothing i can do there are some very naughty people in these parts so I started with the socks I'd worn for the plumber's visit, that's where I was, okay, and I was about to explain to you the situation with the radiator in the front room that was leaking, the plumber took a look at that, he said he could um, sort that out, see if it worked, he would throw that in for free, so to see that he had to come off the uh, dust sheets that I'd uh, left, and I saw him straight away step in on the carpet, and I thought, Christ So nothing I could do. I had to let the guy get on with his job. So to clean, once he'd gone, I started right at the back where the carpet begins, where the radiator is. I used the floor wipes around the area, the the floor around the radiator. Then for the carpet, which starts just, uh, I don't know, three or four inches away from the radiator I removed my socks. I changed into interim socks to carry me through the work from the front of the flat to the back of the flat. Those interim socks were clean socks that would have had no contact with the uh, polluted carpet because I wasn't stepping ahead of myself as I hoovered. I was standing behind the hoover at all times and as I hoovered and I moved forward through the flat, my interim socks would move with the hoover. And right at the back of the flat, I'd left a clean pair of socks waiting to change into after the cleaning was done so that I could walk back through the clean flat in a clean pair of socks. I couldn't think of any other way to do it. I've just really got to try and save now. I mean, this year financially has been brutal. I'm just paying off debts and rent. Seven months with a man and I have less in my account at the moment than I actually earn in a day. How can that be after almost seven months with a man? And I'm a frugal guy. I don't buy soft baked biscuits unless I see an offer on them. Everything is shopping, everything is rent, bills, except for the boiler and the laptop, which I needed for my work. Those were the two big outlays. If it wasn't for writing, I think I'd be finished spirit-wise. The writing is what sustains me. I couldn't live without the hope that the writing gives me. Or maybe, you know, if I wasn't a writer, and I do think about this, if I, because it has felt like a curse at times, you know, since I was a kid. If I wasn't a writer, I think I'd have been a happier person. More relaxed, more easily pleased. I'd switch off from work, be coming home in the evenings, relaxing, watching things, reading more. I'd read enough as it is, but I'd probably have read even more. I'd have been less hard on myself. I did clear off uh, much of the day, actually, I should say, as the plumber got on with things. There was no way I could stay here. It was uh, just killing my OCDs. Took uh, the laptop, worked in the library, South Lambeth Library, the Tate. Tight space there that they've set up at the back of the library where the PowerPoints are. It's a very narrow bank of desks there. You've got the normal tables, but uh, often... You can't reach to the PowerPoints. You bring your cables. You can't access the PowerPoints. The tables are too far away or there aren't enough PowerPoints. So they have built this bank of desks that are very narrow. The chairs are low. There's not much leg room there. And uh, it was such a tight space. And I knew that uh, my legs were going to give me a problem as the weekend progressed. And uh, they certainly did. But I did some decent work in there. There was a minor interruption just before 10 hundred hours uh, when uh, a man was turfed out of the library for viewing uh, porn on the library computer. I did uh, live tweet this. The man was covering his screen with a piece of A4 paper. He was caught by the female librarian who showed him uh, absolutely no mercy, quite rightly. Who decides to build their weekend around viewing porn on a computer in a library? And, I, you know, at the same time, I have to say, I've long felt that online porn is very overrated. It's just there. It's accessible. The the anticipation, the thrill of being a teenager, trying to get into a, a newsagent's to reach for the top shelf when you're still a year away from shaving, to end up being banned by your local newsagents because you get rumbled trying to buy a porn mag. That thriller's gone. Anyone can view porn. I do think it is incredibly overrated. It's there. It's... I've got no interest in it, honestly. It was such a weird day that I was thrown by having my routine smashed to bits. And uh, I was in the library. I was trying to cut the script's end. And the script's finale the final few scenes well the penultimate scenes rather than the final scene itself have long been a problem and i've been chopping away at them and they're still too long and i thought i've got to sort this out i've got to shorten this significantly i went across the road to the cafe sat at my toilet table took out the print copy of the script And a couple of weeks earlier, I'd made a mental note that uh, if I could relocate these particular scenes to a particular place, then it would be possible to shorten those scenes. But to do that, I had to make a recce to St. Thomas's Hospital. And from St. Thomas's Hospital on Westminster Bridge, I had to find a particular ward that looked out towards Vauxhall. And uh, I wasn't certain I'd be able to find that. You've got the Evelina Children's Hospital in front of St. Thomas's. I think that's five or six floors. So that would block a considerable chunk of any view on offer. I went into the hospital. I took out my phone. I took pictures of uh, the various wards. And uh, it quickly became apparent, much to my surprise. For some reason, I thought I'd need to go to the Lambeth Wing. But it was the North Wing of all of the wings, if any, that would offer the view that I was after that would allow me to uh, shorten my scene significantly. And uh, I took it up to the 12th floor, and uh, I then got home in the evening and I started Googling the various wards to see whether those wards would work for what happens to a particular character, whether they fit it in with, uh, with the character's uh, situation. I was pleased to say that I was able to, to find the ward. The big breakthrough there was that I went up to the top floor, went into this ward, found the view that I needed you can indeed see Vauxhall from that particular wing of the hospital, I got chatting to a male nurse there, explained what um, I was trying to do, I had to Just let him break Vauxhall down to me. You know, yes, that's uh, Vauxhall Bridge. That's the tower, blah, blah, blah. I had to make out I I wasn't too uh, clear on any of this. You know, geography-wise, Vauxhall was new to me. So I just let him talk. And I'd taken a a couple of pictures of the view. It was a very rainy day in London. So it was pleasing that you could still see Vauxhall from this window. And uh, that's what I did. And I wouldn't have done that if my day hadn't been so chaotic i think that was just the way my mind was working that day and uh, it was a worthwhile trip you're listening to daniel ruiz tyson is available sweating the small stuff because the small stuff does matter ways to support the show you can do all your amazon shopping by clicking on the amazon referral link at danielruiztyson.com Amazon recognises you've gone to them via the referral link on my site and kicks back a small percentage of whatever you've purchased back to my work at no extra cost to you. And, uh, you know, with Christmas coming up, this is the easiest way for that website with over 500 shows to pay for itself. So please do bear that in mind. Another way to uh, support this work is uh, to consider making a secure donation to the podcast via the PayPal link at com. Thank you for all your support. After the hospital recce on Saturday afternoon, I'd gone to see Spanish Cano. She was leaving me a voicemail as she opened the uh, door of her council block to me. Espera, she said. Estoy dejando un mensaje. Wait, I'm leaving you a message. You don't need to do that, I said. She still left the message as I removed my shoes indoors it was only 1441 hours her and my uncle were settling down to their main meal of the day they always eat ridiculously early it's a legacy of my uncle's old hours he used to be a wine waiter for about 30 years and I think he'd work a late morning to afternoon shift come home after uh, my cousins uh, had come home from school they'd settle down to an early meal whenever I used to go to uh, Angeltown in Brixton after school with my cousins i 'd end up eating there at you know four, four o'clock four thirty, which I always found strange because in my house we always ate at seven seven thirty and I think that these early meal times are a legacy of my uncle's old uh, working patterns. And uh, he used to work at uh, Le Coup de France, a famous restaurant in central London. He appeared in The Standard, I think, in 1988. There was a picture of him there. I think the restaurant was celebrating some major anniversary. And uh, my uncle still brings out the article every now and then, dining out on it in the way I still do with my uh, Miranda Sawyer Observer review. My uncle was eating out of a bowl. Spanish Caru was eating out of a saucepan. No te gates nunca, canu said to me. Never get married. ¿Fue tan mal conmigo? queried my uncle. Was it so bad with me? Si fuera yo más joven, no me gato. If I was younger, I'd never marry, reiterated my aunt. A cada persona que me introducía, tío era mujeres." Everyone your uncle introduced me to when I came to England was a woman. My aunt was very suspicious. My uncle had put it about as he waited for her, waited in inverted commas, uh, for her to come to London from Spain in 65. "Soy un hombre moderno. I'm a modern man said my uncle. Where have we heard that before? I didn't stay long. I had to get back to pay the plumber, my bank account poised to be assaulted. But not before. Carnu gave me five pairs of black ankle socks. Like I said, Saturday was a hard day. Time for your emails and tweets. Now, of course it's not, because the show rarely gets correspondence. Nothing on Tom Coppy's tweet about the perils of matching button shirts with jumpers either. Just nine more shows before I crash land this podcast ship in the muck-heavy terrain of Lambeth and uh, make my escape from such disappointments, if you are inclined to get in touch with the show or tweet the show. It's a DRT available at 1607westegg.co.uk or at 1607 westegg. I've uh, been piloting a new biscuit wrapper audio this week at the man still no offers on the soft baked biscuits I favor I mentioned that earlier I'm a big fan of course of the quiet masticating so I'm um, working with what I've got I think I bought some malted biscuits from Sainsburys for 45p a 7p increase on the 38p shortbreads I normally get from Lidl. this week if I'm having a biscuit. Now, ideally, I like to transfer them from their loud packets to uh, food bags, but I've just not been on top of things lately. So I'm having to unwrap uh, the biscuits and uh, turning heads with the noisy audio. Colleagues glancing over, wondering what might be about to be eaten and uh, if any of it is uh, being shared with them. So I'm unwrapping the biscuits and then I pause the audio. I park the wrapping right there. I don't take the biscuit at that moment. They're expecting me to, but I'm not I'm not taking the biscuit. I'm just laying the biscuit groundwork. Ten to fifteen minutes later when it's all died down, I go back for the biscuits. No one's looking by then, no one's waiting for the biscuits to come out, for the biscuit to maybe be offered to them. Let's pop into the cafe now, the South Lambeth Road uh, Cafe in SW8. Thursday's reward card day. That's the way it seems to be falling for me. And uh, that's a waste of time with the 2017 waitress man in that shift. The veteran waitress uh, let me in early. Uh, last Thursday the 16th of November 2017 would have just left me out there in the cold after a summer of lukewarm coffees from 2017 uh, you'll remember that I started prefacing my orders with her with the words very hot as in a very hot latte now uh, last Thursday 16th of November I thought maybe I can start scaling the order back You know, maybe I don't need to be so precise with her because maybe she's thinking, "Okay, I get it, a very hot latte, I get it. I'm sorry that you had your lukewarm coffees for months. So uh, I went in there, I asked for a latte and Portuguese toast. The latte came back warmer than lukewarm, but uh, a tab below what I personally would regard as hot. I'm thinking that I either started scaling back too early or she needs to be reminded all the time. And, uh, you know, at the time of recording, I'm thinking of beefing up the uh, prefacing again. I'm going to go with very hot latte. Hot or just latte. Neither work with her. Her milk heating is poor. I think that's where her technique is uh, faltering badly. Meantime, in the loo's, a single can of one pound lavender meadow airspray spray was resting on the water tank. I thought they are overpaying on the spray. I mean, if a place ever needs... The spray, it's the cafe. If it were possible to travel back in time to the era of early man, the cave period, I think you'd probably get close to what the cafe can produce odour-wise behind those uh, flimsy installed in 2004 swing saloon doors. I mean, this place needs the spray. You can't have the cafe without the spray. But one pound, that's big money. On spray, They're just down the road from Lidl too where for under £6 they could maybe say get 10 cans to do the job. They're probably looking at getting through five a day of these but it's still a bargain and will save many of the tourists now in the area owing to the bizarre arrival of hotels in South Lambeth, the ordeal of eating seafood while having to breathe through their mouths. Meanwhile, the cafe lock-in has inadvertently led to me establishing a new greeting with a Portuguese man that looks like an older version of Chachi. Uh, This guy has only appeared at this early hour anyway recently and uh, just walks under the shutters, ducks under the shutters and lets himself in. Doesn't wait for the uh, waitress, Phil Collins, to let him in. I don't do that. I'm like a vampire. I like to be invited in. I value the lock-in. Obviously not being Portuguese, I'm not part of that inner sanctum like the uh, Fishers or Chachi. One or two mornings he see me out in the cold and just says, why don't you go in? You know, his English is uh, fairly decent. I did one morning take him up on that, but uh, it didn't feel right. Phil Collins was surprised to see me in there. I couldn't work out whether she was thinking, this guy's taking a liberty. He should wait for me. I invite him in. I'm letting him in. He can't let himself in. That's not how it works. The greeting with the Chachi, the organic way it's developed. That there, people, that is community. That's how community works. First meetings, nods, small talk, a smile, expanding exchanges, a shared coffee, community in these London streets with their ever-expanding gated housing and... The Ruperts with their giant headphones cutting themselves off from what's left of the community, run into work. People making it clear simply by the way they look that they don't want to talk to you. These little exchanges, like I've had with Chachi, they matter, I think, more than ever. Community. Yeah, hang on a minute, Dave. You didn't even want to help that homeless guy across the road. That's a fair point. And that is it. That is today's show. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend and do what you do well. You can only do your best. Shoulders back, people. Keep on walking towards the sun. Thanks for listening. I'm back on Monday. I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson, and this week I have been available.